The Naval Academy Museum presents a history of the Navy in 100 objects. This week, we continue with object number 14 as part of our month-long discussion of the Naval Academy. Last week, we introduced the concept of a midshipman, an officer in training, and we discussed how midshipmen used to be trained on board ships under the direct tutelage of the captain of the ship. We also discussed how this system was called into question after the hanging of a midshipman in 1842 by the ship's captain for mutiny. This incident brought significant public and political attention to the process by which the fledgling U.S. Navy was training its future officers, and led to then Secretary of the Navy George Bancroft ordering James Buchanan to found the Naval School on the banks of the Severn River in Annapolis, Maryland. The Naval Academy remains in the same location to this very day. Today, we use two objects to tell our story, and they help us frame the transition that the midshipman training process has undergone over the past 200 years, from an ad hoc apprenticeship on board naval vessels to a fully structured academic environment with practical application on training ships and cruises, and which remains the model to this day. Today, yard patrol craft provide the backbone of the practical training for midshipmen. YPs, as they are commonly referred to, are small, 108-foot-long craft that feature fully functional naval systems such as radar and other navigation systems. These vessels allow midshipmen to train in navigation, maneuvering, damage control, and other basic naval evolutions. This training is supplemented by classroom time in classes such as navigation and general naval science. Midshipmen follow a standard academic year and full academic curriculum. During the summer months, they embark on training cruises on Navy warships around the world to learn about shipboard life, naval operations, and the various roles of officers and enlisted naval members. Yard patrol craft, manned by midshipmen under the direction of a chief petty officer and a small enlisted training crew, are a common sight in the Chesapeake Bay today. However, from 1860 to 1871, a much more famous ship served as the training platform, the USS Constitution, Old Ironsides. In the photo displayed on our YouTube site, you can actually see USS Constitution moored sometime during the 1860s. Her mooring location is roughly where Santee Basin is located today. Santee Basin houses dozens of small sailboats located at the Naval Academy as part of their sailing training program. Even today, midshipmen still get their first naval experience aboard small 26-foot sailing vessels during the training and indoctrination phase of the first year at the Academy, known as Plebe Summer. Besides the USS Constitution, the Academy's sailing training program is one of the last vestiges of the age of sail in the U.S. Navy. The USS Santee was another old sailing frigate from pre-Civil War days. She was moved to the Academy around the same time as the Constitution, and was used to house midshipmen who were being punished, as well as first-year, or fourth-class, midshipmen who were learning to experience life aboard ship. Santee sunk at her moorings in 1912, having served as a training vessel at the Academy for over half a century. But her legacy lives on in the sailing program located today at Santee Basin. In today's episode, we go for the first time to the Special Collections and Archives Department of Nimitz Library, located on the bank of the Severn River at the Naval Academy, right where the Naval Academy was founded as the Naval School in 1845. The department includes rare books and manuscripts from the Academy's collection, 
as well as the official records and archives of the Naval Academy, including things like the conduct records of famous naval leaders. Dr. Jennifer Bryan is the department's head, and she joins us today to discuss the founding of the Naval Academy and to tell us more about two personal objects that belong to the Academy's founder, Franklin Buchanan. These two objects perfectly frame the transition from full-time onboard ship training to today's current model. The first object is the regulations manual for the new Naval School Buchanan opened, and the second is Buchanan's own midshipman training journal from when he trained on board USS Franklin. We now go to Dr. Bryan in the archives. Hi, I'm Dr. Jennifer Bryan, Head of Special Collections and Archives and Archivist at the U.S. Naval Academy. And we're in Special Collections and Archives to talk about Commander Franklin Buchanan, who was the first superintendent of the Naval School, as the Naval Academy was called when it was founded in 1845. And we have on the table the plan and regulations of the Naval School, which was published in 1846, and you'll see Franklin Buchanan's autograph on the top of the page. And next to it is a journal of a voyage that Midshipman Buchanan kept. Now, obviously, Franklin Buchanan was a midshipman long before there was a naval school, and that was the education that he received on board ship, and he had to keep a journal, and the officers then, the captain of the vessel, would then check that to make certain that it was accurate, and that was the kind of training he received. But by the 1840s, it was decided that there needed to be a school similar to the military academy at West Point to train naval officers for the naval service. Franklin Buchanan was born in 1800, and he was a midshipman just after the War of 1812. He was a Marylander, as I mentioned, and I think I mentioned that, <laughs> born in Baltimore. And he actually married in 1835 Anne Catherine Lloyd of the Lloyd family, who had been here since the 1600s in Maryland. And he's actually buried at Lye House, which is the Lloyd family home on the eastern shore of Maryland. And there are two cannonballs that mark his grave. Uh, Buchanan was a commander at the time that he was involved with the Naval School. And this is this little pamphlet, which has its original covers, lays out what the purpose of the school is. You'll see it's signed by George Bancroft, who is Secretary of the Navy. Actually, we have here the rules and regulations that Buchanan established with Bancroft's approval and the rules for governing the school. So this is akin to uh, the midshipman regulations that apply today at the Naval Academy. And one of the interesting things I think about the journal is we actually have several of Buchanan's journals from throughout his naval career. And I should mention that he was commander of the Navy Yard when Fort Sumter was fired on. And he resigned his commission in the Navy thinking that Maryland would secede. And when Maryland didn't secede, he tried to get his resignation back. But Gideon Wells said, who was the Secretary of the Navy, said, too bad, you're stricken from the rolls. So Buchanan became a captain in the Confederate Navy, and he was in command of the CSS Virginia, which was an ironclad, the converted USS Merrimack. And he did fight at Hampton Roads, although he was wounded, so he was not in the battle with the Monitor. And then he later was in battle at Mobile Bay against Farragut, and surrendered, and was a prisoner of war. And he was paroled in 1865, and then died back in Maryland in 1870. So he had a very 
interesting naval career. And the thing that I think is interesting too is that he was he uh, resigned his commission and then said, "Oh no, wait a minute, Maryland didn't secede. I'd like to get back into the navy." <laughs> he wasn't allowed to. But this, as I said, was from when he was a midshipman, and he served on the USS Franklin. So he has sketched uh, the figurehead of the Franklin, and this is a famous Latin quote about Franklin, which says, he snatched the thunderbolt from the sky and the scepter from tyrants. And you'll see above, F. Buchanan, U.S. Navy. And just as an example of what kind of training he received, so this is uh, from being a midshipman to being the head of the Navy. 